بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد one of the advices of our salaf that is applicable at all times and even more so in the month of ramadan احضر المعاصي فانها تمحق بركه الطاعه وتحرم المغفره في مواسم الرحمه that abstain احضر المعاصي abstain from all forms of sins abstain from sinning why because the nature of sins is such that it will destroy all the barakat and blessings of obedience and it will make you mahroom and deprived of forgiveness and maghfirah in the seasons of the rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this is the last part that it's very uh, important for us to reflect on in these days and nights of Ramadan. What happens, Alhamdulillah, thumma alhamdulillah, walillahi tawfiq, wabillahi tawfiq, and it's tawfiq, it's only from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In the month of Ramadan, we get excited. Everyone increases tilawat of the Quran to some extent, we hope and we believe. And we may also increase our sadaqah. We may, of course, as a default, we are all fasting. So we are working on increasing good deeds. To some extent, whatever level we are at, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, we hope that we are increasing. But the problem is that our bad habits and beyond bad habits, the sins that we are involved in, unfortunately, we may not be focusing our attention on stopping them altogether. It's not a matter of reducing, but rather completely stopping those sins. And this, our Shaykh, our Ustad, he gave a very simple example. He said that if you have a room that you have a thermometer, a thermostat, and you have a heating unit or a cooling unit, and you are trying to bring it to the desired temperature. So, for example, imagine it is very cold and it's freezing outside. So you have your heater on and you have your heat running and the furnace is working very fine. However, such a simple mistake you are committing that you are not closing the windows and the doors. So no matter how long the furnace will burn and the hot air will be blown, but it will never reach the desired temperature of comfort because you have not simply closed the doors and the windows. And the opposite would apply in the winter. When the AC is running full blast, but we do not close the doors and the windows, then all the heat will be coming inside or the heat will be escaping outside. So likewise, as we are doing these ibadat, we are fasting, we are, mashallah, doing taraweeh and qiyam and qira'ah and tilawah. But if we are not stopping our sins, then whatever nur potentially could have re- we have retained in our heart, whatever nur is coming into the heart is going out. These are the doors where the nur the, is escaping the heart. The doors of dhulamat. So that's what he says here, ihdar al-ma'asi, Number one, فَإِنَّهَا تَمْحَقُوا بَرَكَةَ الطَّاعَةِ Whatever itaat um, we are doing, whatever obedience we are doing, whatever good deeds we are doing, they have specific uh, benefits, spiritual benefits. But to be able to derive those spiritual benefits, we have to be abstaining from sinning. So imagine a person is doing the good deed, along with the good deed there is a specific benefit. But he's not achieving that benefit. 
Why is he not achieving the benefit? Because he has not given up sinning. So the sins are a sin on their own. They are being recorded by the Kiram and Kathibin. The book of sins is getting heavier. The book will be weighed on the day of judgment. That is an entire series of issues with the sins. But there is a, another side effect of those sins, which is a very negative side effect. What is that? That the barakah of the good deeds, it's affecting that. So you have your good deed and you have your sin. They can you know, weigh it out, battle it out. No. But this sin is something that is actually affecting the barakah of the good deed. What are examples of that? What are barakat of good deeds? For example, you take salah. What is the barakah of salah? Allah Ta'ala says in the first uh, ayah of the 21st juz, أُتُلُوا مَا أُحِيَ إِلَيْكَ مِنَ الْكِتَابِ وَأَقِمِ الصَّلَاةِ إِنَّ الصَّلَاةَ تَنْهَا عَنِ الْفَحْشَاءِ وَالْمُنْكَرِ أُتُلُوا مَا أُحِيَ إِلَيْكَ مِنَ الْكِتَابِ Make the tilawa, recite that which has been revealed unto you and establish the prayer. Because the nature of prayer, إِنَّ الصَّلَاةَ إِتَّنْهَا عَنِ الْفَحْشَاءِ It will prevent a person from evil acts and sins. Fahsha is obscene sins and other sins. So the barakah of salah is it prevents a person from sins. Now if a person is committing these major sins and at the same time is praying, that salah will not be effective in stopping him from the sins because he's engaged in these major sins. Likewise we have psalm. The benefit of psalm is Fasting will bring taqwa. A person is sinning while fasting he loses the benefit of the taqwa. Rasulullah said, As-Sawm Jannah, Sawm is the shield from the fire, as long as a person does not break it, make a hole in it. How do you make a hole in the, in the shield? By committing sins. Zakat is something which will add further barakah in one's wealth and increase one's wealth. But if a person is sinning, then that multiplying factor of zakat will also be snatched away. One benefit of zakat is purifies the heart from the love of wealth. Another benefit of zakat is It will give barakah in the wealth. Neither are happening. Right? Hajj is supposed to increase one's love of Allah, that he becomes a true ashiq of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. By visiting these places, he sees places, he witnesses the Kaaba, he sees, makes ziyarah of Rasulullah his iman increases. But what happens? By committing sins, he loses the barakah of the ta'at. And a person will be deprived of forgiveness even in the days when the rahmah is coming. So Laylatul Qadr is coming, inshaAllah, last 10 nights are coming. These are the mawasim or rahmah, the season of rahmah. But because we do not give up our sins, we become mahroom and deprived of maghfirah. So the bottom line is that we have to all make an effort that as we are increasing our good deeds, let us inshallah make an effort on clamping down on our sins. This is very, very difficult. I understand. It is very, very difficult. The only way we can do it is we make the azam and ask from Allah's help. Cry to Allah that, oh Allah, these are those habits that are ingrained in me and I need your help to get out of it. Cry in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allahumma aqsim lana min khashiyatik ma tahulu bihi baynana wa bayna ma'asiyatik. Oh Allah, grant me such fear of you that prevents me from disobeying you. Wa min ta'atika ma tuballighuna bihi jannatak. 
grant me such obedience that allows me to reach Jannah. Grant me such firm yaqeen that makes it easy for me to bear all the calamities of life. May Allah Ta'ala grant us the tawfiq. Insha'Allah, Mufti Adimuddin is here and he will do uh, the dhikr and the dua. Jazakumullah. Yesterday we did the salawat, um, being Friday, and then the day before that we had begun the book Softening the Heart, Kitab Zuhd wa Raqaiq, and then inshallah we're discussing the meaning of Zuhd. And said Zuhud is the opposite of desire and coveting the world. Allah Azza wa Jalla mentions وَكَانُوا فِيهِ مِنَ الزَّاهِدِينَ وَكَانُوا فِيهِ مِنَ الزَّاهِدِينَ This is regarding the story of the brothers of Yusuf a.s. that they used to be, they used to, consi- they considered Yusuf a.s. to be of little worth. Either the brother or the members of the caravan, the tribe. They didn't want uh, they didn't think of him to be much and they sold him as a cheap slave. So zuhud here means to be disinterested, not, not valuing the price of Yusuf uh, Ahmad ibn Qudama says, Know that zuhud with regards to this life is one of the noble attributes of the seekers. Zuhud is to turn your attention from one thing to something better than it. A person will only be called zahid when the object of his self-discipline is something that is usually sought after. He will not be referred to as a zahid, for example, if he forsakes something worthless, worthless like soil. <laughs> right? Then you're not going to be called zahid because what is the value of the soil? So I'm not interested in the soil. Common usage how, uh, has now specified a zahid as the one who has forsaken this world. L- linguistically, this was for anyone who has turned his attention away from anything worthy. But usually now it's specifically used for someone who has turned his, his attention away from dunya. The one who forsakes everything besides Almighty Allah is known as a perfect zahid. So true zuhud is you say that I want nothing in my life besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's the only focus that I have in my life is Allah. Everything besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I don't need. Uh, like a, the poet has mentioned that لَيْتَ uh, كَتَرْضَى um, uh, I wish only Ya Allah you could be happy and even if the entire life around me is bitter and I wish Ya Allah only you would be Tahlu means sweet Allah I wish you would be sweet and everything around me is bitter and Ya Allah I wish you would be happy and I don't mind all other humanity being angry at me and I wish that which is between you and I, the journey, the road between you and I, Amira, is beautiful, it's taken care of, it is well populated, it's you can say paved. And Allah, whatever the roads are between me and the rest of the people, Kharabu, it's all empty and desolate. All I care is the road between myself to you should be taken care of. This is Zuhd. 
that a person is just simply saying you know you don't you don't mind about other things but what you really care about is your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be aware that it is not considered zuhd to spend wealth comfortably and generously while attracting people's admiration in the process Zuhud is however forsaking wealth based on understanding that it is insignificant in relation to the value of the next world. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions about people who do not have zuhud. He says, dunya. You still yet, yet you still prefer the life of this world. Even though the next world is better and longer lasting. Let's see what Allah says about the various in, in place in, in the Quran. Ulama have given an example of the world as a block of ice. That it is inexpensive, it's quick to melt. And the next world is like a valuable diamond. No matter what you do, it doesn't dissolve. It's firm. So when a person realizes that you have an opportunity to, to, to get a diamond instead of a block of ice, which fool would take a block of ice over a diamond? So those who understood the value of akhirah over the dunya, that is why they will always be willing to give up this dunya for the akhirah. This world has been called al-ajila, that which comes quickly. And the akhirah, is, the word for that is ajila, which comes afterwards, at a latter time. Allah Azza mentions, وَمَا هَذِي الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا لَهُمْ This worldly life is nothing but a game. Laib, diversion, and a game. The abode of the next world, that is the true life. If only they knew. Allah mentions, They rejoice in this life of this world. Yet compared to the next world, this worldly life is nothing but a fleeting enjoyment. It's enjoyable. But it's fleeting. It's going to come to an end real quick. Like even imagine the best, most expensive dish. Expensive dish out there that's been prepared meticulously by some five-star chefs. And you have the presentation in front of you. And it costs two, three, four hundred dollars. However, that and a simple piece of bread with a, with a slice of cheese on it is eaten in the same time. And inside your stomach also, when it comes to satiation, feeling satiated, not feeling hungry, same thing. A person who eats a $300 meal, and a person who eats a 50 cent meal. At the end of it, if you ask if you're feeling hungry, both will say, no, I don't feel hungry. Maybe that, of course the taste was different, but how long does food remain in the mouth? How long does it remain in the mouth? For each morsel, matter of seconds, before you have chewed it down to such a degree that you can't even taste it anymore. It's gone. That is the haqiqah, subhanAllah. If, if you just, if you start putting into this, yani in this view, why would a person go spend insane amounts of money for that same thing which will take care of his, if, if you were to spend a few dollars? But the world is rejoicing and, and running around shahawat, lustful desires, desire of food, desire of this, desire of that. And so there's no ending of desires. When a person goes down, down that direction, there's no ending, subhanAllah. So that's how quickly this world will come to an end. How quickly? You say, I'm starving. Huh? Fasting? Very hungry today? Yeah? Right? So iftar times. But iftar, ask him 10 minutes after iftar, by khadam, finish. You, you have your favorite food or something that your mother cooked that you don't like. 
It doesn't make a difference. If you eat it once after five minutes of asking you hungry, you'll say, I'm not hungry. That is the haqiqah. So we are running after this world and making Allah angry over something that's gonna, the enjoyment is last how long? Five seconds, 10 seconds. Allah Azza wa Jal says, ajila. No, indeed, but you love this fleeting world. الْآخِرَةِ And you disregard الْآخِرَةِ The next world. الدُّنْيَا You desire the goods of this world. وَاللَّهُ يُرِيدُ الْآخِرَةِ Whereas Allah desires the next world. Right. Um, الدُّنْيَا قَلِيلٌ Say this enjoyment of this world is very brief. وَالْآخِرَةُ خَيْرٌ لِمَنِ اتَّقَى The next world is better for those who are God-fearing. يَا قَوْمٍ Allah relates the words of the believer, that one man who accepted Islam from the community of Firaun. Ya qawm, O my people, innama hadhi al-hayatu dunya mata'ah. The life of this world is only fleeting enjoyment. Wa inna al-akhirata hiya dar al-qarar. Inna al-akhirata hiya dar al-qarar in the next world, which is the, it is in the next world, which is the abode of permanence. Wa ma al-hayatu dunya illa mata'ul ghurur. The life of this world is nothing but the enjoyment of delusion. What does that mean, enjoyment of delusion? That it's not real enjoyment. This is like, I remember my ustad told me when I was memorizing Quran, the child, he said, it was a cat. He went and started licking up a knife. Nice. There was a little black dot. He thought it was some fat, some piece of meat or something on the knife. He started licking it. I said, this is very tasty. Nice fresh piece of fat or some piece of meat here. It's so juicy and fresh. It's got fresh blood in it too. So I kept on, you know, slicking it and it's enjoying more and more blood is coming. And after a while, it looks and it realizes in a lot of extreme pain and realizes that what he was licking was not the piece of fat or meat on the knife. It was actually his own poor cat's tongue that was being cut by that knife. And that blood was not coming from the meat. It was from his own tongue. This is our haqiqah. Mata'ul ghurur means this. That you're enjoying life, but at the expense of who? Your own expense. You cannot eat the cake and have the cake. You say, bara maza hai. Yeah, for every maza we have here, we're losing something in the akhirah. For every maza we have here, we're losing something in the akhirah. For every enjoyment here. If those who drink here will not have the drink of the akhirah. Those who look at haram here, they will not be able to look at the, the, the good of the akhirah. So it's similarly, we can never imagine, you know, it is, is it permissible for me to live in a comfortable home, for you to live in comfort? It might be permissible, but tell me, is it really possible for you and I, who live in a beautiful home, beautiful car, uh, look at this, mashallah, beautiful masjid, can we, you, we be equated to those who don't have a thousandth of, of what, what we have? Someone, I saw a nice message today, they said zakat is 2.5% for you, but 100% for someone else. SubhanAllah, how true. 2.5% from our wealth, but that's all that another person has in his life is what you give him. Right? Tomorrow is a zakat seminar here. Please, please make sure you join on, on site or virtually after Salat al-Dhuhr and to learn about how to properly discharge zakat. But this is the idea of our enjoyment that we're enjoying at the cost of our akhirah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, You still prefer the life of this world when the next world is better and longer lasting. So these are some verses of the Qur'an that I've shared with you. And one last, little bit longer verse, but I'll share with you. And we'll end with that, inshaAllah. زُيِّنَ لِلنَّاسِ زُيِّنَ لِلنَّاسِ يُحُبُّ الشَّهَوَاتِ مِنَ النِّسَاءِ وَالْبَنِينَ وَالْقَنَاطِيرِ الْمُقَنْطَرَةِ مِنَ الذَّهَبِ وَالْفِضَّةِ وَالْخَيْرِ الْمُسَوَّمَةِ وَالْأَنْعَامِ وَالْحَرْثِ ذَلِكَ مَتَاعُ الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَاللَّهُ عِنْدَهُ عُسْنُ الْمَآبِ To humans, 
The love of worldly appetites is painted in glowing colors. Just like glowing colors is attractive to a child, similarly, this dunya is very attractive to us because shaitan has made it into glowing colors. Women and children and heaped up mounds of gold and silver, meaning women are attractive to us, children are attractive to us, heaped up mounds of gold and silver are very attractive to us, and horses with fine markings, a good quality horse that's got a beautiful mark on its forehead, a beautiful mark on its legs, forelegs or something of that sort, where you say, this one I'm going to pay an extra 5,000 for. So this is what people love. And livestock and fertile farmland, huge plantations and farms, all that is merely the enjoyment of the life of this world. The best homecoming is in the presence of Allah. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells the Prophet say to them, قُلْ Shall I inform you of something that is far better than all of this? This will belong to those who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What will they find? Jannatun tajri min tahtihal anharu khalidina fiha wa azwajun mutahharatun wa ridwanun min Allah wallahu basirun bil ibad. That indeed those who fear Allah, they will have gardens with their Allah, with rivers flowing underneath them, remaining in them forever, timelessly, with purified wives and the pleasure of Allah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees his slaves. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is constantly telling us that do not allow yourself to get uh, attracted to the attractions of this world. The, you may say, but they are so attractive. And that's the whole point, right? That's the test. When someone says, oh, this test is hard or this homework is hard. Exactly. This is a test of what you've studied in the past semester. If it was a walk in the park, it wouldn't be a test. That's what it is. One of our ustads one of our teachers, mashallah, of Sahil Bukhari, he, wrote a, he prepared an exam for the students. Here, <laughs> it reminded me of what our ustads would say. So I said, there's no one monitoring the, the, the exam. There's no teacher. So he told me, don't worry. You know, the exam will monitor the students. Meaning the exam is so hard, if they try to also cheat, they won't be able to cheat on it. It's so difficult. <laughs> right? So when you have an exam... That's what the exam is supposed to be. How much ability did you gain in this past semester, this past year? So, so when we say the dunya is too interactive, dunya hulwatun khadira, it's very juicy and attractive. How am I supposed to resist it? Exactly. That's where the whole test lies. So we've covered, mashallah, a number of verses of the Quran on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaking about how this dunya is uh, fani, come to an end very soon. And this is a fool. A fool is the one who gives preference to the worldly life over the akhirah. And true zuhud is a person allows his heart to completely turn away from this. Inshallah tomorrow, we'll go over a hadith uh, on, the, on this same topic. Bidhinillahi ta'ala. Let us do some dhikr and dua. La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam La ilaha illallah 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 
محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لا إله إلا الله 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 محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم صلى الله على محمد 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 صلى الله عليه وسلم استغفر الله 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 الذي لا اله الا هو الحي القيوم واتوب اليه as we break our fast make dua please also remember hazrat mufti ahmad khan puri damad barakatuh was the senior mufti of india in the gujarat and very great alim and a wali of our era it was very sick we ask allah azawajal to grant shifa and we ask allah azawajal to accept our duas on his behalf and behalf of the entire ummah bismillah ar-rahman ar-rahim allahumma inta salam wa salam wa tabarak ya jalali wal ikram allahumma lakal hamd kullu wa lakash shukr kullu allahumma la nuhsi thana'an alayka anta kama athnayta ala nafsik allahumma ya hayyu wa qayyum ya hayyu wa qayyum ya ahad as-samad alladhi lam yalid wa lam yulad wa lam yakun lahu kufuwan ahad dhalamna anfusana wa illam taghfir lana wa tarhamna lanakunanna min al-khasirin allahumma ya hannan ya mannan ya badi'a as-samawati wal ard ya dhal jalali wal ikram wal 'izzati allati la turam 
اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد صلاة تنجينا بها من جميع الأحوال والآفات وتقديرنا بها جميع الحاجات وتطهرنا بها من جميع السيئات وترفعنا بها عندك على درجات وتبلغنا بها أقصى الغايات من جميع الخيرات في الحياة بعد الممات إنك على كل شيء قدير اللهم ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكوننا من الخاسرين اللهم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا اغفر لنا ذنوبنا وإسرافنا في أمرنا وثبت أقدامنا وانصرنا على القوم الكافرين رب ارحمهما كما ربياني صغيرة ربنا آتنا من لدنك رحمة وهيئ لنا من أمننا رشدا اللهم يا حي يا قيوم اللهم يا حي يا قيوم لا تجعل في قلوبنا غل للذين آمنوا ربنا إنك رؤوف الرحيم ربنا لا تزق قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب ربي إني مغلوب فانتصر ربي إني مغلوب فانتصر ربي إني مغلوب فانتصر لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إني كنت من الظالمين حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل على الله توكلنا اللهم نسألك التقوى والتقى والعفاف والغنى اللهم نسألك رضاك والجنة وما قرب إليها من قول أو عمل ونعوذ بك من سخطك والنار وما قرب إليها من قول أو عمل اللهم ألهمنا مراشد أمورنا وأعذنا من شرور أنفسنا اللهم نعوذ بك من إبليس وجنوده اللهم إن نعوذ بك من إبليس وجنوده اللهم نعوذ بك من شر أنفسنا اللهم نعوذ بك من شر أنفسنا اللهم أحيي الدين كله في العالم كله إلى يوم القيامة اللهم اهدنا وهدي بنا واجعلنا سببا وسبيلا لمن اهتدى ولا تجعلنا سببا لمن ضل وغوى اللهم رحم أمة محمد اللهم تجاوز عن أمة محمد اللهم اغفر لأمة محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم اغفر لأمة محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ما تقدم من ذنبها وما تأخر وما أسرت وما أعلنت يا حي يا قيوم اشفي مرضانا ومرضى المسلمين نسأل الله العظيم رب العرش العظيم أن يشفيه رب نسأل الله العظيم رب العرش العظيم يشفيه 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 لا بأس ظهور إن شاء الله لا بأس ظهور إن شاء الله أذي بالبأس رب الناس لا شفاء إلا شفاءك شفاء لا يغادر ساقما اللهم اغفر لحينا وميتنا وشاهدنا وغائبنا وصغيرنا وكبيرنا وذكرنا وانثانا اللهم نحييته منا فأحيي على الإسلام ومن توفيته منا فتوفوا على الإيمان سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين إن شاء الله we can proceed downstairs we have a minute left إن شاء الله and the dua will be called out dua will be recited on the mic you can follow the dua and then break your fast with the adhan إن شاء الله